is Javier Reyes with Animals as Leaders, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hey, everyone, this is James Labrie, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey, everybody, this is John Petrucci from Dream Theater, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Welcome to episode 507 of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 507, we're joined for the second time by Mr. John Petrucci of Dream Theater. John and the rest of the band will be in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, on June 27th as part of the Dream Sonic Tour, a tour which features not only Dream Theater as headliners, animals as leaders, and the Devin Townsend Project. So if you're familiar with any three of those bands, get an amazing night of musicianship. Uh, Dream Theater fresh off the win for the best metal for a- Alien from a view from the top of the world. So we had a chance to talk to John about how that title of Grammy Award winning feels when attached to Dream Theater. So it was great to have a chance to have him kind of open up about that experience. The album how the band got through the COVID situation, uh, all kinds of different things we talk about on this interview. So really great to have a chance to catch up with him. So we're going to play a little Dream Theater, get into that interview.
right, ladies and gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome to Iron City Rocks. We have on the line from Dream Theater, John Petrucci. How are you doing today, John? Good. How are you doing? Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Doing doing wonderful. You guys are just a, a few weeks outside of starting the, the Dream Sonic Tour with Animals and Leaders, Dev and Townsend. Um, can you talk a little bit about I know you guys were part of like the Gigantor in the past and some other yeah. kind of package tours. How how it is kind of being you know the main draw of this this particular tour and maybe the logistics of, of going out on the road with two very well established acts as opposed to you know maybe an unknown band. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've done this all sorts of ways, you know, in our career. We've done evening evenings with or had one opener, but we've been part of like different branded uh traveling tours like you said gigantor and so we wanted to do you know something different um and create our own traveling tour like a family values or something mm -hmm. and so we came up with dream sonic and the idea is we thought it would be fun to do this in different parts of the world you know with different lineups and the whole idea would be that this would be the show the place to see the best prog metal bands you know to, it, once you heard that dream sonic name you knew it was going to be great and so like getting together with animals leaders and devon um it just it made all the sense to make this the inaugural one so we're we're super excited this is the first for us of this type of thing um and it's always fun touring during the summer it makes an event so yeah, it's just something different. You know, we've been doing this for so long. We do it all sorts of ways. And we thought, why not do something like this? That could be a cool reoccurring touring event. For fans who have seen you in in, in previous packages, I know, for example, I mentioned Gigantor. I've seen you open for Iron Maiden. You guys have sure. kind of a chameleon effect where you can kind of blend yourself to kind of different scenarios. Will you see this right. set list as more of a little heavier in the prog some of the more you know 20 minute songs or or what can we expect as far as you know your body of work well there will be some of that for sure i i think for us the idea is you know it, there there's a certain vibe to this there's definitely a prog metal vibe to this but at the same time um i i think that there are there are uh, qualities about dream theater that like you said, we can change up during a show and make yeah. the show, especially on a on a beautiful summer night, like a, a, just like a cool experience, almost like watching a movie where it kind of ebbs and flows. And so we'll we'll do some stuff that's like old school, kind of more melodic prog to like the heavier sort of more technical stuff to like you said, you know, the epic stuff, like songs that are twenty minutes long and just <laughs> take you on a journey. So sure, I think the idea. You know, for, for for fans that come, and maybe they're fans of Animals, maybe they're fans of Devin, maybe they haven't seen Dream Theater, um, this will be like a real good taster for everyone to kind of see the whole thing. And and so, in a way, you know, we don't have to necessarily um, make it in one singular direction. Like, if it, if it was like more of a serious metal festival that we mm -hmm. want to make it heavier we can kind of be ourselves and like you said do this chameleon thing all within one show and i think fans will appreciate that yeah there's a there's a few bands out there and i, I consider you guys and it, it's a wonderful ability to do this you can kind of 
lend yourself to the bill. I've seen you with Satriani, for example, and yeah. you know, you you guys can kind of go in all kind of different directions, and it's it's makes it really cool. Now, I mean, you've had at this point fifteen or so by my count studio albums. How hard yeah, is it to you know? That's like fifteen kids. How do you how do you <laughs> get yourself around? You know, I want to do this. You know, maybe John wants to do a different song. You know, you, you guys, you have such a catalog to pull from. How hard is that aspect of it at this point? You've, you've touched upon one of the hardest things that we have to do. <laughs> yeah. You know, when, when approaching a new tour. And it, it's easier when it's an evening with and we have sure. three hours that we can play with. But, you know, in the case of, uh, of Dream Sonic, um, with the three bands, we want to give everybody a good chance to play. Our set will be an hour and a half, so try to squeeze that all into an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, and like you said, yeah, different band members have different favorites and stuff. I mean, I it's something that I put together and then present to everybody. I, it, it's sort of a combination of what album are we out yeah. supporting? You know, because you, you got to be cognizant of that. But also, what maybe what songs have we not played in a while, or which ones like really go over great on a night like this? You know which ones will will people really get excited about because it's just a fan favorite. So you, you sort of put all that in um, to the mix and hopefully come up with something that everybody agrees upon. Do, does being kind of you know the top bill in a show like this does the production play a role in your ability to kind of flex what you want to do? Video screens, you know, pyro, that kind of yeah. stuff. So you're kind of you're kind of yeah. forced to keep it consistent. De- definitely, it, it does. You know, it, it this, this is a show um, for sure, and and it's like we're we want to always present it as something that's going to be great every night. So when people come to the show and they leave, they're like, "Man, that was such an awesome show!" You know, it's our responsibility to deliver. I, you and I have been to many concerts, and it's like you want to leave smiling and high fiving and happy, and you know. So we try to present a production that's going to give people both. Of just awesome sound because that's first and foremost what it's about, but also just visually something that's really interesting. And so, yeah, the video plays an important part. We have a great video artist that has prepared a lot of stuff for us that's just so beautiful to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's part of it. You know, we kind of always we we grew up being fans of Iron Maiden and Rush and bands like that, and we take a page from that. You know, you go to see them and you see this great show. So. Um, yeah, that's yeah, what we always try to do. Yeah, I know. Rush is a great example. You always leave there talking about yeah. their little vignettes they did before, or you know what what celebrity right. they got to introduce them when they came out on stage. So, yeah, oh, it's so cool. It is is a so cool. cool effect. Um, you guys, um, obviously, you took home a Grammy for the first time two years back, which I think a lot of us, the last three years of, the, of you know, kind of the pandemic kind of morphed into one year, it feels like mentally. Yeah. But um, can you talk a little bit about that as far as validation? Was that something that you guys ever really thought about? I mean, obviously artists, you know, at some point think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is, is a tough yeah. for any metal band or prog band. But, you yeah, know, sure. a, a Grammy sometimes may seem like that unattainable dream. Was this something that was ever really on your radar, or I know you guys had some nominations? Um, can you talk well, about the impact yeah, of that? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. First of all, it was an absolutely unbelievable feeling 
to win a Grammy. Um, I, it is, it is one of these dream type of things that, you know, happens and you're like, did this really happen? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was, it was something that it, it definitely seemed unattainable because when you, you watch the Grammys and you see all the music, you know, a lot of times I feel like a fool. I'm like, I don't know who anybody is. Who are yeah. all these? You're not <laughs> you know, alone. So you're not new. alone, John. Yeah, I feel like I'm like out of the loop. And then when we got our first Grammy nominations, uh, you know, about 12 years ago, I was like, wait a minute, really? Like, well, this is a possibility. Um, and we went and we didn't win, but it was a fun time and everything. And then we got a second Grammy nomination. I'm like, well, okay, well, we're on people's radar. You never know. Then the third one was wild, the one that we won on, because, you know, you talked about the pandemic. We wrote the album and we wrote that song during the pandemic and our whole headspace was like well we're, we're not on tour so we're not just going to sit around doing nothing let's just yeah. write a record we really didn't have a direction in fact the song that won the grammy was the first song we wrote the alien and we were just like let's we literally said to each other let's just get together and see what happens sure. and that's what came out of us and the vindication and i tried to illustrate this in my my speech, which was nerve wracking to give. <laughs> yeah. So like, you only got 45 seconds. You know, what I was trying to say was, listen, you know, this, this is such a great moment for the band <coughs> and for prog and prog metal, because the song that won is this, I forget the running length of the song, nine minutes or so yeah. crazy progressive song in 17, eight with like three guitar. So, you know, so we're, we're doing this on our own terms. We've been doing it at, for almost 40 years and to be recognized and appreciated for what we do as opposed to having to change ourselves to be something we're not. It was just such a great moment. And my wife was there with me in Vegas and it was just one of these childhood dreams. You know, you get to call your mom, hey, mom, I want to cry. You know, everyone's freaking out. Yeah, um, finally and it you're... did seem it's something... What's that? Finally, your uncle thinks you have a real job. You, you've got proof. That right, right. <laughs> exactly. There's a lot of that. You know, so, it, it, and it's also wonderful for your family members yeah. and your friends and your team and management, everybody that's been supporting you for all these years. It's like they feel like they want. Like, I never got so many texts and emails and calls, just people just glowing and so proud. So. It's a, it's a really nice moment, and and it did seem like something that would never happen. What prog band ever wins a Grammy? Like I don't even yeah I don't even know. I mean, it, it, I, yeah. the only band that ever comes to mind when you talk about that, or you know, the, maybe the Genesis, but really after their sound right. kind of morphed. Um, right. You know it, that that's you know Rush. I think I think all of us would would put Rush in that category, but I'm not even. Sadly, I'm not aware if they even ever won a, a Grammy either. So no, so no, yeah, I don't yeah. think so. It's it's and it's yeah. it's funny you mention not knowing who anybody is because I think we're all to that point where we we watch the show and we're like, okay, you have to call your kids in the room to ask who's this guy, what's this person doing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because we went, my wife and I went to like an after party. It's like a Sony after party, and we went. It was fun, and you know, you're hanging around you're eating and having some nice drinks and stuff and people are taking pictures and you see pictures the next day and kids are like oh that was doja cat this is this and we're like really sure, sure. <laughs> like, sure it like, was we're totally oblivious 
Yeah. <laughs> you, you stand there and people think you're one of the waiters or something because no one knows who, you know, anybody is, you know, at these things. Um, but, you know, I, I so guess funny. that's... And, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, no, I was just going to say the funny thing about that, too, is that at, at the same time, the most, you know, you find out the most unexpected people will come up to you and they, they're guitar players or their fans are probably, but you never would know because it's not like what they do normally you yeah. know and that's also a cool feeling as well yeah it, it is fun to to watch you know how many artists you know when you kind of peel back the the layers have that rock or you know even just yeah. pure on guitar love um even if it's sure. not necessarily what they do i think of someone like john mayer i don't you know if you look at his commercial work you don't think necessarily um you know of him as a guitarist but Boy, when he plays and you really focus in on it, he's a hell of a guitar player, but it's just not what he's known Absolutely. for. So it's, it's right, and he's totally into it. If you you know, you see the things he posts and stuff, he's always doing a little like you know, he's obviously totally into it. So yeah. It, yeah. It, it's it's awesome. I, I mean, just so many people love guitar, so many people play guitar. Mm-hmm. It's just the best instrument i have to say so. yeah speaking <laughs> of gu- bring a lot of people together of guitars you you've got your eight string guitar now can you talk a little about how that kind of changed the way you approach writing songs you know having that extra dimension to the instrument yeah well here's the thing honestly it didn't really change things at all and which is which was my uh intent you know but way back um, on the, the third Dream Theater record, Awake, when we went in to record that record or write that record, mm-hmm. um, I got my first seven string, came into the right. studio, never played a seven string before, was always a six string player. And then, you know, we just started writing with it and I wrote, you know, The Mirror and Lie and Caught in the Web and all these songs that are on Awake that just became these cool fan iconic Dream Theater moments. Didn't think much of it. And so, you know, I wanted it to be seamless, and, and it was. So when it was time to kind of consider, or what it, what would an eight string bring to the table? Sure. You know, what would an even more extended range do? I sort of wanted to have that same experience, so I purposely didn't play eight string at all. I never played one until I got, you know, the prototypes of my Ernie Ball Music Man Majesty eight string, and then. I really had the same kind of experience. We wrote uh, the song Awaken the Master that's on A View from the Top of the World. That was the first thing I wrote on it. Um, and so it, it just, because it was one of my signature guitars and felt really familiar, the extended range and the fan press and the things about it that are different didn't throw me, but kind of just helped open up a new world of dimension and range with the instrument. So so much fun now do you play around much with tunings that you know i don't necessarily think of you as is you know a keith richards sort of you know throwing different tunes. Right. but do you do you kind of mess with some drop d and things like that in normal six strings yeah so I, I i don't i've never done anything with like crazy open tunings um which you'll see so many people do so sure. well my friend andy mckee you know playing acoustic doing it it's like he's tuning when it's differently for every song and yeah you know there's these crazy tunings so i've never really done that but i i've done it where i've tuned the whole guitar down a six string down to c or down to d or whatever um 
and I've done some drop D stuff and stuff like that. But I, you know, it, it's so funny because I kind of gravitate towards standard and then the extended range of the instrument, be it, whether it be seven or eight, kind of gives me those different uh, keys to play with. Yeah. So, it, yeah. It probably, I, I would imagine, and maybe this is more of a question, but does that kind of help maybe break you out of some ruts of things you may do almost instinctively without thinking when you're playing? You know, now that you have sure. kind of new things to play with, you, you open up some creativity. It totally does. A great example of that is a while back, Learning Ball Music Man, we did a baritone version of my guitar. So now I'm able to have a sixth string that's tuned to A, you know, or tuned to B flat. And then, you know, it's still the tuning uh, as far as the intervals between strings is standard. It's not an open tuning, but because the key all of a sudden is different, like your bass key of your open strings has now changed. Um, it totally opens up all these possibilities. And, yeah, you start to kind of have these different creative um, light bulbs go off, and it's fun. Exactly. Well, John, I want to congratulate you, you know, a little after the fact, but on the Grammy, and so excited to see the Dream Sonic Tour coming in on June 17th at Johnstown. I'm going to be an amazing night of music, and I think... You know, so many people love to come see you guys have done Greensburg, Pennsylvania. A lot of times this is very close yeah. for that fan base. Uh, and you're going to be able to pick up some people from the central part of the state. So it'll be a great night. And I can't wait to see you guys awesome. come in, man. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for the interview. Looking forward to the first Summit Arena show. It's going to be great going to come into Pennsylvania. And like you said, playing to all the fans in that area. Can't wait. Don't miss it. <laughs> All right, that's Grammy Award-winning Best Metal Artist Dream Theater, John Petrucci. Um, great to have a chance to talk to him again. The show, First Summit Arena, June 27th, Johnstown, Pennsylvania, with Animals' as leader, Devin Townsend Project. You might be saying, hey, that show was supposed to be in Washington, Pennsylvania. I mean, you're absolutely right. When that show was originally announced, you caught that on ironcityrocks.com or on our social media the show was absolutely in Washington, Pennsylvania, but due to some logistical issues, it needed to be moved to Johnstown. I realize for some of you that may be a bit of a crawl, um, depending on where you live in the region. Um, so you can check out where you bought it if there's a reason you can't go. But your tickets are valid for Johnstown if you choose to go. And hopefully that gives a lot of you folks out there in central Pennsylvania an opportunity to come on over for that show as well. That would be a great night of rock. I want to thank you for, for taking the time to listen. You can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. All of our social medias are Iron City Rocks. Our email is ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. Bands you're interested in hearing from or about, we'd be glad to hear from you. So until next time, thank you for listening. <laughs>